Hey there, Mr. and Mrs. Nobody, number one and a number two. Oh, wait, is that a is that a little nobody behind you? Hmm. Well, I hope you're prepared to tell that little nobody how this world of ours actually works. You know who I fucking hate? Most white people. Like, not your normal, everyday, run-of-the-mill white people. They're just as cool as anybody else, really. But who I'm talking about are the not just privileged, but super fucking privileged. Think about how white people have been fucking it up for everyone else in the world for literally a millennia. It's it's insane what it's insane the horrors and and pain and suffering that the white race has brought to the world at large just because we think there's really no proof behind it but for some reason we thought that this earth just belonged to us. The fucked up thing is is that we were allowed to think this for a very long time because we had the money and the power and the weaponry to fight back. And if you disagreed with the money, power, and weaponry to fight back, then all of these were directed at you. It's been so long that we just haven't given a fuck that I think white people got a little sloppy. And in this case, I'm speaking of the government of our great nation, the USOA. More specifically, the thesis of this exact episode. I don't want to give much away other than say that if you've done heroin or crack before, you have a few people to thank for it. Starting off with... Um, the CIA, and wouldn't you know it, the FBI. So hey, Rob's uh, NSA agent, why don't you guys just fucking chill, just for a bit, and have a listen. You might even like it. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death to take a look at my life, I realize there's nothing left because I've been blessed and laughing so long. Even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. I ain't never crossed a man like a punk, you know, that's unheard of, so you better watch how you talk it, or where you're walking, or you and your homies might be lying in chalk, I really hate to trip, but I got a lot, as they crook, I see my face, so the piss is wrong, fool, cause I'm the kind of deal, the little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the sleep like, been spending most of our lives living in the gangster's paradise, been spending most of our lives living in the gangster's Hello, 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 my name is Jason Rambo, and I am... A person. A turd bag. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. I'm walking on air. Don't leave with, your cat with box me here, out. He will steal with me here the tonight, crunchies. Is, wait, people steal your cat poo? <laughs> I called you a turd bag. Like. Oh. <laughs> no. No, not cat poo. Gross. Why not? Dogs love it. 
It must be good. Kid tested, dog approved. <laughs> <laughs> so I debated with myself. Uh, one could even say master debated. Um, if what I was going to mention say? the fact that what we are doing right this second is a do-over. Um, it's but a by me saying that, that should let you guys know that I've decided to tell everybody that this is a do-over. And I was I was thinking about, you know, just really fucking giving it to Rob and just throwing him under the bus. But, Please you know, it up first, we, had, we had something to salvage, and uh, I uh, did a stupid thing myself, so I'm also to blame. But mostly wow. Robert, because the other thing wouldn't have happened if his shit wouldn't have happened, and it, that wouldn't have happened if he... I don't know. Knew anything knew about computers? Knew what a watch was. If, if he was like the dad on Happy Days and, and happened to one time own a digital watch, then maybe he would know how to let Windows 10 do its deal. Hey, I got a watch and it's a lighter at the same time. You have that's a watch that's a lighter? Camp. Yeah. Is it like, do you like do it like a Spider-Man hand configuration and then it like flames up? Or something. You got a little button that is it a wristwatch? Yeah. It's probably fifteen it years like old. It might be but... like a like a fire hazard. Nah, it'd be alright. Right? I got enough That's hair, it'll grow back. Cool. Either of you guys ever uh own one of those T V remote control watches that all the cool kids in school had? No. I was no. poor. I always I always wanted yeah, same. I always really, really wanted one of those. And yep. uh like, how much do you think one of those would have cost back in the day? Way more money than I could afford. But, uh, no, I mean, everything was more expensive than it should have been, you know? It still is. Well, I mean, but it was all I new. Think that's always, like we were just though. Like, we were just talking about how you had to rent phones from the phone company when they first came out. And that's back in the days of uh, switchboard operators and, you know, fucking operator, operator, give me Klondike, Five O, whatever. So I want to say those watches would have would have at least cost fifty or sixty bucks, man. I mean, I oh, remember no. the the ones no, that, that had was, the calculator. That was in the realm. No, that was in the realm of possibility. Was, no, growing 50, up, sixty bucks even in high school. I was the remote control. Ah, yeah. get up, you bastard! Change the channel. Yeah. Done watching. I don't know why your your parents are from Boston. I just hold yep, that bunny. I had here. to flip through the four channels. I'm telling you. Hold that bunny ear. Put one leg behind your head. Turn around in a circle. That is how babies are made. <laughs> ah, Bible fact. Most people aren't even going to know what the hell we're talking about. I've already told everybody out there who I am. And that's the important part, so here we start the show. Oh, shit. Oh, come well, on. It was a just it, I that. was just joshing ya. I'm a josh, you're fucking... Joshing ya. Should I talk with a lisp for the whole show? <laughs> I love that list. I like to say it's, stuff it's like chicken salad sandwiches. Chicken salad sandwiches sound sweet. <laughs> Come on, so, Robert, give us a list. Uh, <laughs> Let's oh, make fun of people that talk weird on my together. Face, I'm telling you. No, Why, because I talk weird. Robert's be, like, uh, I, I spent years getting rid of that lisp. No, it was a stutter. Oh, was it? Well, did you get rid of the stutter by saying, he bashed his fists against the post, but still insists he sees the ghost? Actually, <laughs> no, it was uh, Sugar Hill Gang that helped me get rid of it. 
Oh, nice. so it was a hip hop, a hippie, a hippie to the hip hip hip, hip hop. hop. You, don't you don't stop, stop a rocking, rockin'. bang bang, boogie to the jump. Ah, oh, damn it! You uh, fucked that's me. That's right. Up. You don't take a hoe <laughs> to the, to the hotel. to the rhythm of the boogie bee. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. I got I got over my stutter by never having one. <laughs> that helps. I I hear that that's the smart way to do it. That's it right. Makes it easier. It's always easier so, to quit Chris, when you never start. Chris Trismegistus Barrios the third dot com. That is your new name, and I will be starting an actual website that is labeled Chris Trismegistus the third Barrios dot com dot com. Well, actually, we couldn't get we couldn't get dot com. We had to go with dot org because it was either dot org or dot au. And no, no, better than dot gov. Yeah. yeah, you'd have to you'd have to move to Australia. It was a whole thing, um, and customs just wasn't having it with all the shit in your face. Well, I heard so, Chris likes to go down under, though. You know, I yeah, do. that's that's you different, though. I, do, I mean, Australia doesn't just it doesn't have enough dangly bits. Ah, uh, is that what it is? You know, I hear cocaine over there is like fucking astronomically expensive. Which makes yeah, sense it's in fucking because Australia, it's, it's which is forever <laughs> away from yeah, <laughs> fucking it's in the middle of but, nowhere. No, no, like like there was a kid at this party that I went to years ago, and somebody like brought their cousin who was fresh in visiting from Australia, and like he sat down and drank with us and shit like that, and like he was telling us that fucking coke goes for like I don't know, it was I I don't want to sound fucking ridiculous, but it was something like seriously astronomical like in the hundreds for one gram and, <laughs> and Chris uh, is like we just find it on the street <laughs> yeah and I was like wow you guys don't have any crackheads at all do you <laughs> like there's no way there's no they're no just they're way. just super 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 influential like fucking goddamn senators and shit and now <laughs> you know why they drink so much like right. Mary and Barry so and then next sitting uh, just slightly left of Chris in our imaginary head table slash uh, lounge area. It's got My sweet black light posters. Cat. We have a hookah right in front of us, but it's got tobacco in it, kids. Don't do drugs unless you mm. really want to. Or you um, share. Alone. Yeah. Alone? D- don't do no. drugs alone. Well, I mean, you had to have to have friends for you not to be able to do that. And, you know, some of us aren't that fucking lucky, Chris. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is true. Is, this is true. I, I can't. I, I, did you guys like how I called Rob earlier on the messenger? Robble, robble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> now, let me see you shake it, shake it. Robble, robble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I was. I was. It was. It was. No, it was. It was the. It's. It's the. The hamburglar. Um. Ah. I was, see, I went total booty shake yeah, with it you went booty shake with it and that's fine i mean you know i like levels i like layers and levels that's true and uh i mean that's the only way you can knock things down a peg is if there are pegs under the pegs that they're currently on and hairy rebels i hear you like those too they <laughs> do me right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. uh yeah rob cook he is just wow. dreaming about just mm, he wants those genitals so bad he wants those male just he wants he wants that's not my dream the at pendulous. all 
I want to be a evangelist. Uh, just windshield wipe in his face on just two speeds, just low and super fucking high. <laughs> no, I'd rather be a bartender down in the Bahamas somewhere. Nah. Maybe the Seriously? Cayman Islands. No, it's it's too hot. No, Corporal Private too, too has had too much so sand. many fucking pet names now. It's weird to hear his real name, like just <laughs> all regular and all out there like that. I'm mad at myself because I swore that I would never use his real name. At least I wouldn't. But the, I don't know. The, you know, today's today's a special day. We're gonna because, have to do another do-over. Yeah, that, you fucked it up. I mean, we're only we're only ten minutes in now, and I've only used all my A material. But whatever. <laughs> All right, so you ready to find out what the episode is about again? Again? Well, can can we do a little wink, wink? Uh, maybe we've been talking about stuff that it pertains to. Sure. Like old man dangly bits. Pendulous. <laughs> dangly. Parts. You know Ronald. You, you know Ronald Reagan had the pendulous. <laughs> <laughs> he was rocking that pendulous. Oh, shit. And and also, real quick, did you guys hear that that bitch fucking Nancy Reagan's finally dead? No, really? Mm-hmm. Nancy Reagan wow. died a long time ago. You're talking about Barbara Bush. Oh, yeah, that one too. Son Barbara of a bitch. Bush did it? I really just do that? Yeah. No, Nancy Reagan was the say no lady. Yeah, she was the one with Mr. T hanging out at the Christmas party. <gasps> How did she get Mr. T to a Christmas party? God. <laughs> do I have to be president? Oh, my God. You have to. Yes, to get Mr. T to dress up as Santa Claus. Yes, you have to be president. He will only hang out with presidents and first ladies. And hopefully, wink, wink, first men. It's because he's the shit. But he ain't getting on no plane, fool. Don't leave us yet, Mr. T. I need you in my life. Yeah, no, he can't go anywhere anytime soon. No, no, no. He pities all the fools. There's plenty of fools left to pity on this earth, sir. Indeed, because I'm really. If anyone were going to drag him down to hell with them, it would have been Mini Me. Uh, yeah, which we also we also touched on in the original of this. Yeah, I didn't touch Salud, on him. That's gross. Sir. You know, um, <laughs> hey, can can either of you play trumpet? Do you know how to play taps? No. no. Oh, okay. Well, then fuck him. All right. Not music. Take it over, inclined. Rob. I've been trying to train my butt to to play tunes my entire life. I still haven't figured out. Not how, interested. Uh, I'm Thanks, supposed though. to squeeze or clinch or what to get well, that higher it's, pitched one. It's all no. It's all about less airs higher, more airs lower. It's all about the shape of the orifice. Hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. The more you know, kids. In this case, the more you know. Your fart hole. Yes. Okay, Maybe so I Rob. just need an ancient Chinese trainer. <laughs> or, like, I don't know, just like a, a trainer. Like, it doesn't, I mean, why ancient no, 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 Chinese? No, 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 he must be Chinese. He why can't be. you have, like, a, 30, a 30-year-old Swedish dude being like, this is how you play with your butt? Uh, see, the, <laughs> see, I feel like a Japanese guy would be, like, just too hardcore. Like, he would just be too much. And, oh, they're, and, like, they're just too mean. Yeah, at a least Chinese, Chinese guy would be pretty... You know, he'd probably like they'd be, be pretty hard strict. on you, but but they're doing it for you, and exactly. they grow to love you, and they Did show you it just eventually. Say he would be hard on his butt. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no. Did I? Yes. Yes, I did. Yes. We've all seen Thirty Six Chambers, man. Come on, we know how it works. Yeah, we have. Gordon Liu is the shit, and uh, okay. he's still kicking it. 
Are we ready? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, for our Gordon Liu uh, podcast, fuck yes. That's my dog. He's my all-time favorite. My all-time favorite. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's done so oh, much nice. shit, dude, it's crazy. That, that guy knows so many styles, it's ridiculous. I honestly don't even know the name of the guy that I think is the best, but he's this Korean guy who's in a bunch of movies that I've seen him in, and he's fucking unbelievable. But go Word. ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Rabbit. Okay. No, we're not. We're going to start in 1927 with the Office of Strategic Services. We can't start in 1927. None of us are alive yet. Oh, but that's where we're starting. Okay, fine. The Office of the Strategic Services, if you remember from MD-12, was the pre-runner to the CIA. Ah, yes, yes. Let me just say that I'm I'm super surprised that you can get out offices of... See, I can't even do it. Strategic services. Strategic services. Okay, you know what? The list makes S's easier. Susie Summer sells seashells by the seashore. So in 1927, we had the first opium scandal that was reported. We caught a U.S. attorney in Shanghai, or provided a Chinese warlord in Shanghai with 6,500 Mauser rifles for $500,000 worth of opium. Now, 1927, huh? you got to think about $500,000 worth of opium. How much fucking but I'm opium guessing did this that, guy have? I'm guessing that those those guns didn't come super cheap either, you know? I've never heard of a no. Mauser. I hear Mauser, I think of a police academy. I've heard well, of it. Well, that's fine. I, I, I thought it's, it it's, was... Uh, it's a bolt-action rifle. It, oh, it's, okay. It's, it's, yeah, it's just a bolt-action rifle. But, um, but how many did he have? 6,500. Like a couple... 500, 55, that's... So, fuck, that's a no, lot. 6,500. 6,500. 6,500 of these. Jesus. 6,500 guns. For a guns. million dollars worth of opium. I mean, fuck, yeah, okay, he probably got the trade. better deal, for sure, but but still, it's not like he gave them fucking plastic beads and goddamn plague blankets, you know? Ugh. All right, nobody, so are you ready? Intense. I'm about to piss Jason off. In 1934, Uh-oh. the State Department protected a drug, a ring of drug dealers, allowing them to flood New Orleans with heroin. It was part of the Honduran Drugs for Guns funding a Honduran Civil War so that we could put our guy in power down in Honduras. New Orleans. You said New Orleans correctly. You, you said did. it like <gasps> the first time. Holy shit. I was like, I was like, I know it's coming. And New Orleans. But then you didn't. So that's kind of funny that when you tried to be an asshole, you couldn't. And I think that just proves that that you're an all right guy. That your programming is working out just fine. We're going to still need a couple of tweaks. Beep, bop, boop, um, bop, beep, bop. Nipple tweaks. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) All right. Anybody who knows anything about some organized crime knows that one of the main families started in New Orleans. Did I do it right again? No, that no, you see that now you're doing wrong. it wrong on purpose. That was wrong. Lens. Uh, like so the lens in your glasses. Who's who's our guy in where did you say Nicaragua or what the fuck? Where did you say Honduras? Honduras, Honduras that's right. So Honduras. His, his name, who's his our name guy was Pete. in power. <laughs> his name was Pete Sanchez. Oh no, back in nineteen thirty four. So we had Juan I which one it was. Put Juan we in had power. One 
One, we had one in power, yes. <laughs> we put one in power. <laughs> we, certain, we certainly did place one of them in power, yes. Okay. We do that now. <laughs> it wasn't Slowpoke Rodriguez. The, I know that. This is totally going to be the, the, the racist voices show. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We'll be getting to some big nose here in a, in a minute. Don't worry. It's coming. it's coming. That's right. Just You wait till we get back to China. <laughs> All right. So 1939, we had the FNB, which was the Federal Narcotic Bureau. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to be saying say FNB from one. now on. Yep. Oh, I don't know. It's that narcotic that just bleh, messes with me. Well, the strategic services was it's just unnecessarily a pain in the ass. They were Full trying new to blockbusters. a conspiracy mm-hmm. case against Bugsy Siegel, who was tied to Lucky Luciano, in Meyer Lansky. I think it would be a little more interesting if they were trying to get a case against uh, Speed Buggy, the dune buggy that can talk. Indeed. I, I can't even do his voice. It used to be something like that. Oh, Doesn't I he forgot, just go, yeah. hurt, hurt, or whatever? No, he does mm. that weird, like, put like, put thing. Like, but oh, it's a, the, it's a weird no, cheek noise that you have to make. Yeah. My, leak, my, my cheeks is too dry. Yeah. Now, I Lucky Luciano, he set up the commission. Chris's he pretty dish much soap. organized <laughs> the five families and started the whole organized crime, basically, in New York. Organizing the five families, getting them to work together so that way they could basically make more money and stop killing each other. He started Which the is good for business, five. I hear. Yeah. Wait, yes. what year are we in now exactly? 1939. It's just like Wang Di who unified China. Wang Di. Yep. And yeah. it's just like me that time. You sure he wasn't the right that... D? No. Ooh. No. <laughs> Ooh. Stopped me dead in my tracks. I had some nonsense coming, but I liked it. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm sure. So Meyer Lansky <laughs> was not able to be in the mafia quote unquote because he was Jewish and he was not from uh, Italy or Sicily or any of those other E's. Did, didn't he, he make really early cartoons? No. Did, no. No. Is that am I thinking Metro Met, Metro Goldwyn Meyer? What am I thinking? Ah uh, right. yeah. Get your Jews straight like I man. Had Come heard on. That name before though. But I, I've seen several you know, organized crime documentaries, so that might be where I've I heard find it that highly unlikely. <laughs> well, Jason, you're just gonna have to sit on those words and digest them with your butt until you. You know what? Just because, not because you said to, but because I want to, I will. <laughs> Put it in. All your right. So pocket. the conspiracy case basically stated that Lansky sent the very sexy Virginia Hill. I posted pictures of her and Siegel on the Facebook and she was she had some nice gams, let me tell you, some nice yams. Uh, are you saying yams? Yams. yams. <laughs> are you saying <laughs> look at the yams on it, her. Yams. No, it's, it's, gam, it's gams with a G. No. I told you I was gonna miss yeah, an MTI sh- just for you. I swear to fucking God it is gams with a G. It is what the not hell is yams. That short for <laughs> What I just fuck if I know, but it's gams. It's certainly not yams. 
<laughs> look yams at the yams on her. Look at sweet potatoes, look at the, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what That's it is. Thighs. That's what that is. Mm. You guys are idiots. Hate you. Continue, <laughs> so basically, Lansky set Virginia Hill up in, in Mexico into a nightclub. Vir Virginia's job was to start seducing high-ranking military, politicians, police officials, to basically set up her drug-running business. This in lady process, is a boss. Yes, yes. She is, she is one of the prominent female, or probably the first and only prominent female in the mafia scene, if you start researching any of this. She's in so America. serious, dude. She, she's the precursor for, for Grisetta Blanca, which I, I said the one I was thinking about in the last episode. But yeah, now this bitch right here is fucking, uh, she, is, she is intense. To, to imagine that anybody had the gall to do that you know what i mean and and just i mean man knowing well, what did, could did happen she... knowing the people you're dealing with this that's high but, it's, well it's i mean ballsy. but for what she was doing and who was backing her like did she come preloaded with the gall or was the gall uh upgraded into her some yeah that's a good some point sure further she down had the a line. brass set before it even began they just oh i'm sure but her. I mean, having Uncle Sam, you know, uh, you know, pushing you through doors and shit has got to nah, give you. She probably you, just uh, had five brothers. Yeah, there you no. go. That, and she kicked the shit out of every single one of them. Yeah, five no, brothers no. growing up, taught her how to fight. <laughs> now, while she was in Mexico, she bought she met another bad bitch named Doctor Margaret Chung. Oh, Chung Chung's back. Chung Chung. That's right. That's right. She was an honor honorary member of the Hop Sing Tongs. Which pretty much is the triads here in America. The triad. Fucking A. She was also. That bitch has impressed too. the shit out of me, man. Mm -hmm. Especially in yeah. the culture where women aren't really mean, meant much. Right. To be a member of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, when, so, especially during the time period where they were basically just getting out of binding their feet, if not still doing it. Mm -hmm. Being. A bad enough chick to be like, no, and I'm going to run the shit, and you guys are going to answer to me, and I'm going to make all the money, and I'm going to get all the chicks. And she was an actual doctor. She was a doctor to the Flying Tigers, which was a private airline set up, in, set up by the CIA to move opium from, here you go, Jason, Thailand, mm -hmm. Thailand to See, Mexico. It's just not the same. It, do, it doesn't have this. Okay. <laughs> He uh, gave me Zach 10 Morris minutes pause. worth of shit nope, last time nope, I said time out. <laughs> Yep, yep. Zach Morris, time out, time out. So, listeners, when we originally did this, Robert, without any sort of, um, uh, he, he wasn't being ironic. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't being funny. He genuinely, for who knows how many years, saw the word Thailand written out and said to himself and out loud, Thailand. So, like, <laughs> what's just above the yams, apparently? Hey. So, you leave them sweet alone. he goes through his whole life about. saying Thailand as Thailand, like some kind of crazy goddamn fried chicken amusement park, and not oh, a yeah. single person corrected him. <laughs> Until Chris and I two nights ago. 
And did we ever? He has had people look him in the eyes and say, <laughs> in all sincerity, I love you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. That could not possibly be true <laughs> if they have been letting him go around saying Thailand, time in. But in reality, how often do we talk about Thailand? I mean, does that not um, come up in everyday conversation? Chris, Chris's whole last question. episode took place there. That's true. <laughs> I would go question your family and your your lady friend and your children and go question, you know, sit them down and make sure their uh, love yeah, for you is genuine. That they, yeah, yes. You never know. <laughs> they yeah. have to if they've been, they've been putting up with my ass all these years. Please don't lie to daddy. Do you love me or are we just friends? Are you just, why are you letting me say this? <laughs> And still think You're making I'm a cool. fool out of me, and he just starts throwing <laughs> shit. So the oh, CIA man. would move opium from Thailand to Mexico, and at the same time, the CIA would bring back spies and put them on, through the same channels into China. So you had a Which two-way again, streak a going move. on. Super well, dick you know. move. You don't you, know. you, you you don't take and then um, subvert like that's you you, you it's a ta- give and take. It's a give and That's take. That's right. And it was not an exit them. only. It, it's, but, <laughs> I mean, biologically it's supposed to be. Stuff's not supposed to go up there. So, my question is, what are, what are these, okay, so this, the one lady uh, on the American side is supposed to be seducing all these dudes to get them into you know, buying and distributing and shit like that. And the other in chick America. works for the the triads. Are those two chicks kind of like liaisons? Are they like doing yes. business back and forth between each other so the men don't have to? Well, are you writing much, fan if fiction? If you're going to infiltrate somebody, the easiest way is to send a beautiful woman into there. Well, of course. But that's why and I'm asking. They don't have any of the yeah. dick measuring going on or anything like that. And they can sweet talk their way in. And that's so weird, like, when you're going in for a new job and stuff, and they're like, take it out, it's time to measure. And you're like, but I ne- I'm working at a daycare, I don't think that's necessary. And take it out, This is it's all about dick measuring. So, I mean, this is just something that's done. So, well, yeah, it's got to be mean, cool to be a chick and not have to deal with that, you know? No, that's the one thing I didn't understand the first time, and I, I, I was wondering this whole time, was <clears throat> if, if you send... If you send a woman in, in this, in both of these cases, are these women both kind of doing the same job, but they're like passing each other in the hallway, not even knowing that they're both doing the same fucking thing on the other side? No, no, there's no way. Or are they the ones who are talking to each other, doing the, doing the, you know, having the discussions, going back to the men and saying what's up? Yeah, well, I'm sure it it's Uncle Chung's Sam job. telling American chick what to do, and then American chick saying, "Hey, Chinese lady, we need this stuff." Right, right. And then the Chinese lady being like, "Okay, here it comes." That's because you know? she would thinking. bring it. Chung would bring it to Mexico. Hill would bring it from mm-hmm. Mexico into the United States. Okay, that's all back right. when Mexico was cool. <laughs> yeah. Now the FNB knew all of this. They knew that Chung was bringing in the heroin, and that Hill would bring large sums of cash and bring it to Siegel and then Siegel would distribute it across would distribute all the opium products across America but 
they couldn't do anything about it because Chung, Hill, Siegel, Luciano, all of them had the backing of the military, of course, the mafia, and the CIA. Mm-hmm. So pretty much you had the FNB sitting there knowing all of this is happening and not being able to do a damn thing about it. And you know, I I, I did just a tiny bit of uh, ancillary uh, looking up on this. And another thing I found out that Hill uh, was, was really... Uh, distributing a lot of was uh, propane and propane accessories. She was propane, baby, all the way. Uh, I just did a with that one. I just did a David Letterman uh, collar pull. It was pretty good. Now, 1947, you had Siegel, who basically set up Las Vegas. He was assassinated, murdered rubbed out however you want to say it he slept with the fishes I, I'd like to say rubbed out mm. so they rubbed out Siegel <laughs> and not in the good way after mm-hmm. Siegel was taken out Virginia Hill fled Mexico and at that time the Mexican version of the CIA took over the drug business in Mexico so now mm-hmm. the drugs were still coming in but now the Mexican government was getting a bigger piece of the pie mm-hmm is the Mexican version of the CIA just spelled S-I-A? <laughs> it's the Federales, man. The Federales. Mm-hmm. Always keep a $50 bill in your wallet if you go to Mexico in case you get pulled over. You just slip that yep, fucker that's the That's why I just don't go to Mexico. Go on by. Nope. <laughs> Any place that can be bought and sold with 50 bucks can suck a dick. Oh, 50 bucks so, American will get you a long way in the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So let me let me just point out one thing that I, I have recently come to the realization of, and I'll probably point it out on this show as we do other episodes that that tweak me in this same way that this one does. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes down to it, a the universe doesn't give a fuck. Correct. Who you are, what you do, who you mm-hmm. fuck, who you kill doesn't matter okay uh secondly being that we are all human on this planet any of the rules you you are are given and you succumb to and or try to get around and or whatever whatever any of these rules you you fucking recognize as being such the only power they have is the power you give them but at the same time you can get your ass kicked for not doing it, so that's why most people just fucking follow along with it. However, well, yeah. the universe doesn't care. So no, the universe these... doesn't give a shit, but you do because there's consequences. And we've had this this exact conversation right, right, right. Uh, before. But where it applies here in this story is that these people that are involved in this, uh, FNB and uh, the Mexican version and all of that included, yeah, they can't do shit. These are smart fucking people who have realized that nobody, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, families are destroyed and things happen within the, when, around all of their bullshit, but fuck, man, all they are is a story now. It, like, the mm-hmm. universe doesn't fucking care. So these people well, do whatever they want. That's and, because and, their bikini car wash didn't make any money. Well, that that might be true too, but 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 it, I don't know. It just seems so funny to me that some people can be liberated by that type of realization, 
and some people can feel even more trapped. And some people like myself who live in a, such a gray area are just sitting back telling stories about other people who have, <laughs> have taken mm -hmm. that and run with it. Oh, well, it, it's, it, it surprises you uh, how easily consequences can disappear uh, as long as there's money involved. As long um, as there's money involved and the real solid will to fucking do these things. Like, these are right. not... Man, any of these positions we're talking about are not fucking, you get to stay home on the weekends and fucking mm -hmm. live on the beach sort of shit. No, no, you're constantly watching over your shoulder and all the other fucking bullshit that comes along with fucking international drug trafficking. It's fucking, <coughs> anyway. Well, speaking of that, we're going to come back to Luciano now. Mm -hmm. We have just won World War Two. World War II champs. Yay, USA! So what's the first thing we do? <laughs> you guys you, you guys expected me to say USA two more times, didn't you? <laughs> the first thing we do is go home and get our wives to play with our penises. <laughs> and that is what we call the baby boom. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yep. Where we all came from. So it is. the government... Technically, it's where II, everyone came from now had a deal with Luciano. He kept an eye on all the docks, kept everything running smoothly, kept all the Germans out and all the U-boats and everything. In exchange, he got to do pretty much whatever he wanted. Well, after we won the war, we didn't need Luciano anymore, so we decided to give him the big middle finger and kick his ass back to Sicily because he was not a United States mm -hmm. citizen. The big middle finger, too. Like, not just like... Like, we didn't call, like, Pete from accounting. We called... The man, that's right. His name is Bruno, and he works in the copy room. He's got the biggest middle oh, finger. I thought mm -hmm. you were gonna say office linebacker Terry Tate. Damn it! <laughs> I should have said that. Was awesome. So Luciano, he's sitting in Sicily, pissed off to no end, because here he here he helped America. He secured yep. the docks all up and down the East Coast. You know, he helped out also, the war effort. Also, though, also a violent criminal. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody has their but, uses. Once we didn't need see, them anymore, that's, but we that's, just booted them out. But that's the kind of that's the kind of mindset that gets us in the situation that Chris was just talking about. See, exactly. So he was he was just so, supposed to be okay with it that they didn't try to kill him. They just kicked him out, and he was like, oh, "Okay, well, whatever." So he decided to give a big "fuck you" right back to America, and he set up the French Connection. So pretty much... Mm -hmm. Which is probably the biggest fuck you you can give to America is by setting up the French connection. Yes. <laughs> and I actually enlightened them. They already know this, but last time, not many people know that the, the French actually started the Vietnam War. For Which whatever reason, crazy. they decided they were going to go into Vietnam. So Poppies. Poppies will much. make them sleep. So with the backing of the French government, Luciano set up a smuggling business to get the opium instead of it going to Mexico it would go through France into the United States wait 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 wait! holy fuck the wicked witch drugged Dorothy and the others and poppies with heroin exactly is that poppies. right how did I miss how that am I, how am I just now realizing that why do you think they uh, fell all out they just get into that little freaking dope coma and they were gone I mean, that, that never happened to me, but whatever. How did I miss so, that? Like, what? We, we come up I don't know. 
my world has has is changed irreparably changed so shockingly I can no longer go back to the the innocent time where where Dorothy and and the others were just I don't know some kind of magic dusted asleep or something like that oh no we that, could do a wicked whole witch. episode on the wizard of oz it was a fucked up movie mm. fucked up. the wicked witch straight up like takened them like I don't remember she chained them up to all. a bed and pumped them full of heroin so that pretty much so that weird eastern european dudes could have their way oh it just makes it so much dirtier now Dude, Judy Garland was fucking beautiful back in those days, too. She would have been a prize, but mm-hmm. how do I not remember any of this? Mm. So, shockingly, Maybe the French the were getting poppies. their ass kicked in Vietnam. So, they decided to pull out. Surprise, surprise. Now, of course... The French are pulling out. <laughs> they left all that money on the table. You know, because they got that poppy business going on right there, so... And they don't at want that time, extra mm-hmm. children. That's right. That's right. That, at that time, America was operating underneath the Truman Doctrine, which basically said we are mm-hmm. going to stop the spread of communism anywhere in America, and that is the bullshit we used to bring our to get into the Vietnam War. And of course, we got to stop the, them the, red the Truman, commies, you know. The Truman Doctrine uh, being that we we will stop uh, communism anywhere in the world by tr- capturing a young white male and putting his entire life on television but he doesn't know it that's right think about it mm-hmm. that's right think about that's why it. they had that's why they made him afraid of water so son of a bitch so this through the 60s so we had the sad. vietnam war ramping up and of course that gave the perfect cover for the cia to get their drug business ramping up at the same time and they pretty much cut the french out of all of that <laughs> I just see, I just see the Vietnam, uh, the just some kind of weird amalgamation thing of the v- of the Vietnam War on a dirt bike, and he's just he's revving his engine, just ready to to hit this ramp, this sweet ass ramp, and then and then here's America on another like fucking beefier dirt bike, and it's revving up its engine. It's like yeah, we're gonna do this, and like they're they're both their ramps are facing each other, and like they're it's they were to the countdown of when they just let it go, and it's like some crazy evil evil Knievel chicken shit. And I love it. Mm. Uh-huh. So, so stop using euphemisms. Be- if you use <laughs> euphemisms, you throw me way the fuck off track. So we've got the FNB coming back in. They decided to send an investigator and set up an office in Thailand to try and stem the drugs that were coming into Mexico, through France, all over the fucking place. America was getting it from all ends. Let me just tell you. This railroad just seems to be getting longer and longer. That is nasty. <laughs> so, what's the CIA do? They move from Thailand into Saigon. Now, we've got a documented case in 1964, August 30th to be exact. A major Stanley Hobbs was caught smuggling 57 pounds of opium into Bangkok. I love saying it. Bangkok. Bangkok. From Saigon, using the new, newly formed CIA-sponsored Air America, which was an actually decent movie with wow. Mel Gibson. And how was he busted? It, well, d- yeah, if he's on a CIA-basically-sponsored fucking field trip, how does the government of America bust him for doing what the CIA is sponsoring? 
because the FMBs are kind of like the kid in class that reminds the teacher they didn't get the homework. Like, uh, teacher, you, you forgot to collect our homework. Oh, we beat the shit out of that kid so bad. Uh, That's why they no yeah. longer exist. The FMB pretty much screwed themselves by being poindexters. That's why they run <laughs> Fortune 500 companies and constantly show me how great their lives are on Facebook. <laughs> so... Hobbs was court-martialed, of course, because they had to actually do something, but it was in secret. The only people that were allowed to testify at this court-martial was South Vietnamese Army officers, CIA agents, and, and of Calvin. course, Hobbs himself. And not Calvin, not Calvin but no one could see him because he's invisible. And at the mm-hmm, end of the court-martial, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to tell you that he was actually being protected even though he got busted, he was only sentenced to a fine of $3,000. And he was suspended from any promotion for five years, but served no jail time for having 57 pounds of opium. I mean, maybe granted, he was just like a really good dude, you know, like he was like, he was just real cool and like got along with everybody real well. And like they were, you know, just like not being like super friendly in court, but like he was joking around with them and they were, you know, they chuckle under their little, their little fucking glasses and under their black robes and stuff and you know, he got a fresh haircut got, you know, before it, the day of the trial. You know, it, exactly. He, bought, it, he really, bought a new suit. Is that really technically a court martial, though? Because I, I thought a court martial was that you're dishonorably discharged and you serve jail time for whatever the fuck you did. That can be. You also have NJP, which is non judicial punishment, which means they could put you on uh, restrictions, like you can't leave the barracks for 30 days. You. You know, you and pay it's still a fine, you lose a your martial. rank. But, but I mean, a court martial like, is a step above how, that. How po, that's like how Poe got himself kicked out or whatever. Like, if he would have uh, gone in and said that he was guilty for the guilty shit that he did, he would have been punished but allowed to stay. But since he said not guilty, knowing that he would be found guilty, he was kicked out, you know, that way or some shit. Yeah, somebody was definitely pulling strings martial. for this guy because he should have yeah. went to Leavenworth. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. I For mean, sure. 57 For a pounds. long time. But instead, he doesn't get a promotion for five years. And he's fined $3,000. Do you punish the cog or do you punish the machine? Well, the FMB well. is trying to punish the machine. They actually went to a senator, a Thomas J. Dodd from Connecticut, to try to open up an investigation. Which, of course, no one knows about the investigation because the CIA killed it. And Todd went along with it because his grandson just retired in 2001 from the Senate. So there's no way you go multi-generational in the Senate. His daddy was a senator. His granddaddy was a senator. They were pretty much just passing the Senate seat down every generation. Like I, like I said, maybe they're just all really super chill dudes, you know? Yeah. Or they looked I'm the other sure. way and they said, look, we're going to give you some campaign you know, well, no, I'm not stupid. It, he went along with it, and they fucking they funded the whole thing. And yes, it, the rest of his family for the rest of their lives will forever be rich and in government. And that's fine with me because that dude was super fucking chill. <laughs> I'm sure the Skull and Bone Society is all about just being chill dudes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the femurs and shins. <laughs> so... We're coming to the end of the Vietnam War. From the 70s, from 70 into 75, the Vietnam War was scaling back. We were finally getting out. 
USA? Well, yeah, pretty much. After 75, we were done. After the, uh, oh, what the hell is that called? The, Realizing that we couldn't win? No, it was, we were actually winning. Uh, it was the, uh, I don't think the that's new year, true at the all. Tet offen- oh, no, the Tet Offensive, we actually, it was the Tet Offensive that changed the perception in America of the war, but we were actually winning it. Well, it was but it was the, the nightly newsreels of dead young boys that yeah. changed America's mind on the war. Well, Nixon so. was quoted as saying when he lost Cronkite, he lost the war. Because when Cronkite turned against the war, that's when everything mm-hmm. started going downhill. Well, everybody knows that you, you can never lose Cronkite. I mean, right. that's, you can't lose face. You can't lose your nerve. And last but not least, last but most important, you cannot lose your house keys because then you're fucked so the cia started looking around the globe and going hmm we got to make this poppy we, we can't lose this money we got customers you know we got it we got to make a little cash we're, we're you know we barely got the last year Benz paid off we got to get another one so they decide to look around and and where do they see afghanistan where russia is trying to invade so we That's decided right, the beautiful to beaches of afghanistan let's no beach whisk our listeners away. They got to big rocks. Another that we life in into time. Rocks. Oh man, it's so, so dusty there. We decided to start bankroll bankrolling the Mujahideen. Now, which I is believe super I fun been able to, to say, say that. out loud. Mujahideen. Yeah, I'm fucking proud as fuck of you. Although which I noticed is, that you uh, you you skipped over the uh, the Khmer Rouge this time. Yes, I did. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. Dang. They were damn dark, dirty socialists anyways. Oh, and that was Cambodia, baths, sure. you know, the killing fields, blah, 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 blah. I know, who gives a shit, right? So, <laughs> of course, the Mujahideen is where good old bin Laden was trained and hardened in the, in the war against Russia through the late 70s, through the mid 80s. He had his good old doctor friend who's still, who's pretty much running still Al-Qaeda to this day mm-hmm. uh, and, and so. of course America was a Santa Claus uh, and I mean wait what's what's Ramadan's Santa Claus you guys know there is, there is no they got the 13 uh, imam that's about it which you know is going to bathe the world in blood okay. and kill all the non-believers you know the, the good stuff well so America was that guy and he would put under their Christmas tree, wink, wink, it's not Christmas, really. Uh, I'm, I'm anglifying this. Um, you know, here's, here's some uh, weapons and stuff for you guys. Like, you know, no catch or nothing. Just, uh, you know, have, have, some, uh, have some guns and stuff, you know? Yes, Sounds and then if man. anybody remembers the great film of Rambo 3 where he destroys a armored helicopter with a bow and arrow, you know the Fuck. Afghan war. yeah. so we decided go in just thinking about it to engage in a proxy war with russia by funding the mujahideen and just giving russia and breaking their balls russia well yeah i mean we didn't buy a ring this time we were just kind of diddly dallying you know well then (laughs) i guess it sounds like we weren't really serious about it and you know like maybe we should have looked elsewhere because it just you know it's russia you know you don't just step up to 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 the prettiest girl at the ball and say, uh, you know, let's 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 just do this. Let's fall in love. You just you no. can't do that. You, you gotta you gotta sweet talk. You gotta you gotta. I mean, 
you have to prepare, man. And and USA, you should know better than that because you know remember the whole England thing that we went through. Remember how hard that was? <laughs> that was a breakup that I don't think anybody ever got over really. Um, but you have to. I mean, at least wear a shirt and maybe get a haircut. Get a haircut for sure. Okay. So all is going well until 1986 when we have the Iran-Contra scandal breaking, which pretty much fucked over the Reagan administration and, of course, Ollie North. We got to throw a Marine under the bus just to get it going, right? Ollie mm-hmm. North. And <laughs> once again, Nancy Reagan, fuck you. That's right. We had Mr. T sitting there all dressed up and Nancy sitting on his lap. And at the same time, we're selling weapons to and giving Iran a whole bunch of cash so they can give us pr- prisoners and some high-grade opium, you know. Which is weird. Uh, is it, you would think you can't yeah. trust a place named Iran because, you know, they're just going to leave you. <laughs> but um, seriously, folks. <laughs> Tugging at my collar. So... <laughs> We're getting money and, of course, some high-grade opium from Iran, which we turn around and sell the opium, and everybody's all great. And we take this money, and we send it on down to the Contras, who who is fighting a war against the Socialist Party, the Sandinistas, in Nicaragua, which, of course, now, rushes me back if, in— correct me if I'm wrong. I thought, I thought the Contras got their weapons from— floaty balls with wings that flew over their heads that they had to shoot down and then collect. Well, yeah. What do you think was dropping them? It was American helicopters. The Jolly Green Giant coming by. Oh, my God. Were they the first drones? Did we have drones back then? (laughs) Not that they will admit to. Mm. I bet you they were biological drones. It's like, let's catch a bunch of angels and cut their heads and torsos off and then use them to deliver weapons to the Contras. Yep. Bio and the jobs. Contras were a far-right part, right far, far-right, ragtag bunch of, you know, happy-go-lucky guys that didn't really like the socialist mm-hmm. government of Nicaragua. So they decided, hey, let's overthrow the government. And, of See? course, there it is me, again. us being that us, we decided again. to stick our, stick our nose in with, of course, well, Russia I mean, backing the Sandinistas. What else are you going to do with such a giant nose? <laughs> I believe Chris was alluding to that earlier with grams being astronomically expensive. Well, I mean, having a big nose in that in that situation would um, would suck because you'd be like, oh, no, I just did twelve thousand dollars worth of cocaine in one snort. (laughs) (laughs) You would have no friends. We got the proxy war going on in Nicaragua. We got the proxy war with Russia going on in Afghanistan. We just seem to be fighting everywhere, you know, just giving people little happy RPGs and AK-47s. And Wait, did, did I tell you guys that uh, I saw a documentary once where uh, uh, the, the, you know, the, the Contra rebels, uh, they're going to attack the, uh, the, the government of Nicaragua, right? And uh, it, it's in legend. It's, it's just spoken about in hushed tones where, you know, these rebels are coming up and they have this war cry. They have this yell that just, it's still, it just hearing it sends shivers down my spine. And 
I, I'm going to try my best to do it, do it justice here for you. Um, you would just see the barrels of their rifles just peeking out of the out of the jungle, and you would hear loud as the most cacophonous sound you've ever heard, moaning, moaning. <laughs> wow. That, was, that would strike uh, fear in my heart. It really would. That was quite a setup. I actually should have gone with Love is a Battlefield. <laughs> but. Yeah. Pat Benatar but, would definitely strike fear into my heart. Interesting mm. little note. The socialists have a special little way of dealing with people when they catch them. They would take old tires and they would put it around your body, douse you with gasoline, and set it on fire. That's an example Jesus. of, hey, don't screw with me. And no matter how much they tell you, that is not called a Dutch oven. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. No, I believe that's a Nicaraguan oven. <sighs> Ooh, it's a, it's a Nicaraguan Dutch oven that's um, so uh, caliente style um, with Ooh, peppers. Caliente. Peppers. And tires, I guess. And burned guy cooked uh, to a crisp on the inside. Ugh. Let's not forget him. Like And like I said when you told us about that the first time, um, it just seems like a waste of tires. Really does. Well, it's actually pretty horrible because the tires melt against your skin. Oh, yeah. So, ugh, I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's just prolonging your, your, your gruesome end. A matter, I watched uh, a Man on Fire last night for the first time in a long time, and uh, I love, I, I can't even state how much I adore revenge flicks, and yeah, um, I mean, really I mean, fuck, my, my three favorite movies of all time are the goddamn Korean Revenge trilogy with uh, Lady Vengeance, Mr. Vengeance, and fucking Old Boy. I still uh, watch all those. Just so fucking ridiculously good, but. I love and hate. I mean, if the, if it's the bad guy doing the elaborate, uh, you know, over the top, let's really make this dude, uh, you know, hate the time that he has left on Earth before we kill him anyway. Um, that's sad. But when Denzel's doing it and he's cracking jokes and he's got that fucking little smile that you just want to equalizer too coming soon. Him. Oof, yeah. You just want to you just want to be like, oh, Denzel. Oh, but Denzel. that is when torture becomes torture. Denzel's good at it. All right, so I'm going to layer Denzel's another conspiracy. It's not really a conspiracy because most of this is documented, but I'm going to layer another conspiracy <laughs> on top of this. After 9-11, we go into Afghanistan because that's where Al-Qaeda set us up. Is that what happened? Yes. 9-11 happened. A bitch. Where was I? 12 hijackers decided to Middle school. take over three. I had just graduated uh, high school, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was three months away from my first kid being born. Aww. Gross. Yeah, so babies I'm sitting there watching, watching them planes. Because I didn't see the first one, but I saw the second plane hit the building. And I'm sitting there thinking, Fuck. I got a six-month pregnant wife, and here this shit's about to start. And the whole world stopped. I was asleep on the couch. My brother busted into my room, and he yelled quite excitedly, Holy fuck, a plane just ran into the World Trade Center in New York. And I said to him, 
wiping the sleep out of my eyes. Fucking aliens. And went back to bed. <laughs> and then he busted back in my room and said, holy fuck, another one hit the other one. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm awake. And then I was like, what's on Cartoon Network? Oh, the terror stuff. And so I called my friend Andy up and we went to Bennigan's and we had Monte Cristo sandwiches. See, everybody can, everybody knows what they were doing on that day. It's one of them big days, like the JFK assassination. (laughs) I mean, people know, you don't know where you were that day? I think I was smoking a bowl. I I (laughs) I was about to say, Chris is like, I I remember the day before and after. You smoked that memory, didn't you? I where I was, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know what I was doing or where I was. But it's one of those days that usually burns into your brain everybody but Chris apparently I remember seeing mm. it and worrying about my brother because he was in the Air Force not knowing anything about the services or anything like that knowing mm-hmm. he wasn't anywhere near New York but still worried about him but other than that I still I remember, remember shit about I st- it I still remember um, I they didn't bring me jelly with my sandwich and I was like what's oh, this all about that now and then and then they brought it and oh my god that was just the best sandwich the best deep fried sandwich covered in powdered sugar dipped in fucking jelly oh my god love it so we go into afghanistan after 9-11 is now our longest war ever it is our longest war ever going on still because i was about to say there was one there was one you know in medieval times that went 100 years it was called the 100 year War. war No, this is our so, longest, which was lo- longest conflict. technically longer than a hundred years, but yes. So we had Operation the Taliban Victory. in control, and pretty much they had destroyed the pop- poppy crops all throughout Afghanistan. <laughs> they pretty much shut that shit down. <laughs> Why does that sound so funny? <laughs> because now, now you're sorry. just hearing. Poppy, poppy crops, <laughs> poppy field. The poppy oh, that's crops. That, that's that stuff. That's that's the uh, the caramel uh, popcorn with uh, with the nuts in it. You know, right? <laughs> right. Fuck yeah, that's that good. So good. I don't want your nuts in anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just keep those to yourself. Well, especially not in my food. Just keep those to yourself. All right. You best look like putting in a fucking uh, re- you know a request for uh, advancement because. Even if they're covered in my caramel. privates, my so, privates need uh, needs handling, Corporal. In 2001, <laughs> pretty much no poppy was coming out of Afghanistan. There was still a couple of the warlords that had some poppy fields here and there. Now, when I hear warlord, I see I see ancient Chinese uh, uh-huh. guy in in full Chinese armor with a, a big, like scimitar-looking sword on a horse. It doesn't matter if if you're talking about warlords uh, in in like Africa today and stuff. I, I see that. I think of time. the I think of the movie The Lord of War. I like it the way I said it better. Oh, the oh, Lord with uh, war. is that it's Nicholas the Lord Cage? Of war. Yes, where he sell where him and his brother oh. sell the weapons and all over yeah, the world. It was all right. He goes into he's Africa and that. he's talking to the African dude and he's like, "Yes, I am the Lord of War." And he goes, I believe you mean Warlord. Uh, I like the way I said it better. Nice. The line just pops in my head every time I hear it. You know which one I like even more than that, though? is um, I like Big with Tom Hanks. 
where he's where he's a kid and he wants to be big and then he, he makes that wish at the thing and then it, he he becomes big and then he gets to have sex with that lady mm-hmm. and he plays hot cross buns on the big piano he does mm-hmm. no he doesn't he plays chopsticks you stupid bastard chopstick what i told you i'm not musically inclined man and i gave you plenty to make fun of me about so hot buns well, that's why i'm doing it <laughs> <laughs> dish it out man i can take it so, okay so 2001 we are, we're in we have warlords sending opium over, but but mostly the poppy crop is gone. Yes. Now, poppy crop. Skip, skip forward to 2013. Ninety okay. percent of all the poppy, all of the heroin in the world mm-hmm. comes out of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So in 12 well, yeah, years, you went from non-existent charge. to 90 percent of the world. Mm-hmm. In 2013. The, the harvest yielded 5,500 metric tons of opium, which was up 49% what? from 2012. What? You think if you're harvesting that much, you can afford to dip into your own stash? Or do you think you might still go overboard and ruin yourself? Never get high on your own supply, even if you got metric tons. Which I don't know the difference between a metric ton and a regular ton. It just sounds more impressive when you say metric ton. The yeah. metric ton the has, an, has an E... It has an E at the end of it, and the other one doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the only difference. That's a Bible fact. But have you noticed that most of the fighting dies in the early spring and doesn't start up again until summer? I've also noticed that most of the dying happens in the fighting. Hmm. Well, I wonder if that's true. a coincidence. But that's well, because... Well, I mean, I'm guessing that's poppy season? Yes, it is. And so after everything is harvested, produced, and sent out of the country, you know there's going to be some people with some hurt feelings like, hey, man, you said you gave Abdul 10 bucks a, a gram, and you gave me 5 bucks a gram. What the hell? I'm about to go right. suicide well, your ass. Abdul, Abdul has a hot sister, so deal with it. Yeah, and he's probably it got does. that fire. But everywhere the U.S. military has gone... Since since we won World War II, all through the Korean War, the Vietnam War, all of your little wars throughout the 70s and 80s, poppy fields have been growing up. Everywhere we go, we're like Johnny Appleseed, but with poppy. Everywhere. Oh, beautiful. That's oh, so spacious skies on amber waves mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. poppy. Cut it out. Pretty much. No. Pretty much. And purple mountains of heroin. And on the plains of dope. But have you also noticed that the war in Afghanistan has all but disappeared from your nightly headlines? Um, Yeah, because we have a notoriously short attention span. Yeah, exactly. Just the way they've groomed us. You ask most mm-hmm. people, they probably don't even know the war still going on. That we still have twelve thousand troops sitting in that in that country. Are we still are we still trying to close down Guantanamo Bay? Is that still a thing? No, that died with Obama. Obama left, and we still going to have the Guantanamo. Guantanamo, wow. sweet. But I hope that you, you uh, know it's not I waterboarding if you use diesel, right? Well, I don't know what the DOD listening to my episode. I might end up there. So if I ever disappear, you know. Well, if you ever disappear, 
we're going to throw a party. But oh, this is true. if you go to Guantanamo and we find out about it, we will throw a party and feel sad at it. Yeah, kind of like one of those celebrate your life, not mourn your death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll be like an Irish wake. Yeah. We'll just no. get super drunk and, and, and talk to, to cousins that we want to bang. I've got way too bad of a speech impediment to try to learn Arabic. There's way too many R's and shit in that one. <laughs> Plus, I'll Is probably hot up uh, a loogie every couple minutes, too. Like, oh, gee, oh, oh, no, 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 uh-uh, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. We don't make fun of them. <laughs> there's, there's two groups we don't touch as far as making fun of who they are uh, personally, and that is uh, Middle Eastern terrorists and um, uh, South American and Mexican gangsters. They're all just super. Yeah, <laughs> I take a couple of them with me. Um, I'm more afraid of the government than I am you don't about know them. To fights. You have got to stop challenging random fucking people in the world to fight, Robert. I am way more afraid of the of the United States government than I am of any Middle Eastern terrorist. They are far more likely to kill my ass than than Ahmed and Abdullah or Allah. You're Abdullah. Right. You're probably mm-hmm. right about that, but you know. Yep. So uh, watch could, your back around Kareem Abdullah Jabbar. Because we forgot to mention it, but. He's we got a little love from the DOD. <laughs> they decided to listen to Chris's uh, uh, close encounter his se- of his, the second kind his episode. Second close encounter oh, episode, right. and then and Rob's majestic twelve episode. Yes. I did a little snooping. I did a little digging because I was like, "Hey, these two listens aren't from a country," and um, and so uh, I did all this super high tech hacking stuff. Like there was all kinds of cool camera angles happening, and like. Like the the it would like the zoom would like swoop in real close to my fingers like tapping away like crazy like I didn't even Sweet touch the electronic music in the background. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was boom 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 boom. Oh, it was great. Angelina Jolie with short hair. Yeah. So so what I did was was I googled the IP address, and um, hi DoD. I told you I had a cool what NSA agent, man. He's listening to the podcast and everything. I'm telling you. Pretty soon and he's going to start liking the page. That I keep telling you that your NSA agent is a bitch. Eh, you know. We all got to put uh, bread I on the table. the episode. Either way. And that my NSA agent can kick the shit out of yours. Nuh-uh. Ooh. Uh-huh. That my NSA agent like... was... He, 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 he wants... He once jumped off the roof, and he landed, and he was okay the whole time. Uh, ladies, ladies, you see, we make them out like super games. spies, but most of these guys are sitting in a dark room, staring at a computer all day. Yeah, just analysts. like me. <laughs> yeah, that's why I say save it for the office picnic games. In, all right, in the we'll, office, get, we'll get down and dirty but, there. But at the games. <laughs> outside, the games. You can really show your true selves. So I would just like to congratulate the CIA on being the world's drug dealer. It's another thing that we are great well, yeah. at. You know, USA I all the way. We're number one. I see. It kind of, it's kind of bugging me that you're not uh, you're not telling the people who was targeted as a um, as a purchaser of said drugs. Uh, especially in the 80s and early 90s uh, that the CIA was pushing. 
uh, because it wasn't just, hey, let's fund a war and sell drugs to people that want drugs. It was, no, let's come up with a new super drug called crack and let's push it into the poorest, blackest neighborhoods we can find. And no, I saw that documentary. RZA came up with it in Oakland. RZA? You didn't watch Snowfall, did you? You got to watch Snowfall. <laughs> oh, why? It's on FX. He- I like him. I like, I like, not, I don't even like him. I love Riza. I do. I do. He and I are buds. But, um, like, if you're gonna act, maybe, like, incrementally, you know, like, you, you get a small part first. Like, maybe you, uh, you're a bus driver. Like Method Man. And then after that, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Like, you can't just be like, oh, I have all the money to do it. I'm gonna fucking make man with the iron fist. I'll be great. I'm a rapper. Hey, hey, hey. I like that movie. So do I. I got the soundtrack to that somewhere. It is terror good. It is so terrible it's good. Russell Crowe has no fucking business being in that movie, A. Right. (laughs) At all. B, Riza, I love you to death. And you have charisma. You have stage presence. You can't recite lines believably. Now, what did you think about him in the G.I. Joe movie? I refused to see the G.I. Joe movie because it. No, they were pretty bent, good. The second one was right. my childhood over and stuck its dirty, rotten penis into it. And the no, best part is, right. Channel Tating dies within the first 10 minutes. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. It's fantastic. You know I what? Maybe I'll Destro, watch it. Man. Maybe I'll watch it. Destro was a, was a cool intro for his character. Especially mm-hmm. when they put the silver dome on him, it was tight. Okay, so anyway, Robert, are you done with your uh, your little uh, make em ups story that you made up? That is all that I have on the information on the CIA being the world's drug dealer. Yes, I am done. Because really, we okay. don't, you know, we, we don't really know for sure. I mean, it's all speculation, technically. Well, CIA. no, I mean, they came out and apologized for it. Oh, like on record on television, the head of the CIA standing at a podium said, "Hey, our bad." Yeah, the FBI yeah. also did it too because they were targeting the Black Panther Party stuff like that. They were trying to flood mm-hmm. the inner cities with drugs. To I'm not even going to use the destroy... terminology that they used, but no, basically to keep that... the black man down. Yeah, so... and I, I will say though, if you're ever reading a direct quote from someone. Be not afraid. You are somewhat of a journalist, I suppose. Um, so that's okay. Otherwise, you keep your goddamn white mouth in line. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not politically oh. correct, but at the same time, there's certain things that just won't go. Uh, no, no. Yeah, indeed, 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 indeed. So, um, I mean, we're still kind of early in the show here i'm not well, early. i was gonna We're ask what fucking... chris learned yeah and that's that's exactly what i was gonna uh what i was gonna ask is 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 chris um what is your uh your drug crater pocked mind think of this whole hmm. thing well i'm thinking that um man i i think maybe I don't. I don't. I can't even imagine what, what the straw that's gonna break the camel's back will be, if that'll ever happen. 
Because how many times, how many times is it that that organization, this organization, another organization, whatever, whatever, is going to do whatever the fuck they want, get busted for it, have to fucking apologize, everybody knows about it, and then they just go right on doing whatever the fuck they do. Yeah. And, and that rules. is frustrating and unbelievable, but maybe not in our lifetime or even our great, 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 great grandchildren's lifetimes. But it is inevitable every empire on earth has fallen. Oh, I, I have a definite I don't, feeling I don't see that it not we're getting ready to fall again and fall hard. See, that's just because you're a crazy person. Shit Whoa. ain't that bad. Well. Shit ain't that bad. While you're living in your bunker, Chris and I will be at the beach hitting on some sweet babes. Well, sweet I, babes. I actually believe that we're headed for another civil war and that America will probably break into mm. five distinct little countries. Ooh. See, I don't see. I don't know, man. You listen to Chuck Norris way too often. Chuck Norris. Oh. Well, you know, under you know why Chuck Norris has the beard? <laughs> oh my right. god, are we ending with Chuck Norris jokes? <laughs> Starting off with dead baby jokes, finishing off with Chuck Norris jokes. I dig it. Let's go. Why does he have a beard, Robert? I need to know now. To hide the fist that's on his chin. Nice. Oh. Okay. Um, uh, Chuck Norris doesn't swim. Water just loves being around him. Nice. <laughs> You know, they uh, they tried to make a Chuck Norris toilet paper, but it failed because even it wouldn't take shit from nobody. Ooh, I like that <laughs> one. You got another one, Rob? Oh, shit. Now I'm blanking because you actually asked me. <laughs> okay. I, I, all right, I got one more. I got one more, and then I'll tell you guys what I learned today. Okay. Chuck Norris... You done got your chest hairs ripped out by Bruce Lee in that movie, and you look like a bitch when it happened. Fuck you. Oh, yeah, and the snap of that arm. Oh, shit. I still hear that crunch. crunch. Yeah, you know, you know, heap kudo. That's what, what do I care. You're fucking 80 years old. Yeah, this is me calling somebody out that can kick the fuck out of me. Oh, snap. I honestly know for down. a fact. We'll never give a shit. No, that I'll is the person I will not fuck with. No. I just saw a fucking WWE uh, truck um, and pulling the trailer with all the equipment uh, today, actually. Did, did, did you flash your titties at it? <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, girl. Fuck Rub yeah, that nipple girl. on the window right. like, hey, baby. <laughs> yep, right so this down is the what, interstate. Mm -hmm. This is what I learned this episode. Um, I learned that Robert intentionally draws attention to his accent by mispronouncing words on purpose because when he tried, he said it correctly, which means there's a wire crossed up there, which means Robert can't pat his head and rub his belly at the same time. Ooh, Actually, I can do calling that. you out. I had a lot of time in school. He's calling you <laughs> and, out, and, Which is why... You pronounced it Thailand. Um, another thing that I've learned today is that I'm really super bummed that I couldn't fit uh, David Lee Roth into this episode. Hmm. We did talk about him, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We talked about him and his dwarf entourage of bodyguards. 
And when he would wake up in the morning, he would have a bearded one standing next to him with a battle axe. And David Lee Roth would say, let's go get breakfast. And then the one standing next to him would say, and my axe. And then they would go eat Cheerios. No, you got to use the Sean Connery, the Sean Connery and accent. Mar- no, you got to do it. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> now you got me. Uh, now I'm giggling. Hang on. <clears throat> and my axe. Yes. Yes. All right. You We're all gonna will have sex with me. We're going <laughs> to wrap this episode up because my computer is acting funny again. Oh, oh no. shit! Son okay, of a bitch. Yeah. Oh, no. okay, uh, okay. So here's countdown, guys. Uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. We were see no, hear no, speak no for fuck's sake. Yeah, we were. <laughs> UFOs, conspiracies, chatty ass Jason, and murders, and me. <laughs> if your computer fucking deletes that file, Rob, I swear to God, I'm gonna burn this fucker down. <laughs> All right. All right. So three, two. One. Good night. I guess they can. I guess they won't. I guess they don't. That's why you know my life is out of luck. We're spending most of our lives living in the gangsters paradise. We're spending most of our lives living in the gangsters paradise. We keep spending most of our lives living in the gangsters paradise. Keep spending most of our lives living in the gangsters paradise. Tell me why. You see, that's the one place I don't look at porn because I don't want to get a boner while I'm pooping. <laughs>